0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it.
1: (laughs) Hello! Welcome to Bringing It Back, where we love to bring stuff about life. Back to Scripture. My name is Jonah Stairs. I am your gracious co-host, and and also with me here is... Uh, do you want to say your name, or do you want me to... Micah Mosley. Micah Mosley! <laughs> Give it up. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Jonah, I got a question. Okay. I thought of it on the way over here. <laughs> Do you believe in Bigfoot? Oh my gosh. No. Why? Because I don't. (laughs) Why
0: though? There has to be a reason.
1: I guess... um, I've never... had any kind of experience with Bigfoot. Okay. Whether visually... Or physically? <laughs> Is that... I mean, like, there's no good way to rephrase that. Um, I've never seen or experienced him in any way. Okay. Yeah, so how about that, huh? <laughs> I absolutely believe
0: in Bigfoot <laughs> with everything in me. Oh, You gosh. cannot convince me that Bigfoot's not real. And if you're listening, you know, and you know me, you know that
1: I've encountered bigfoot before uh, <laughs> why are you laughing did you ask this because he knew i would say no yeah nice because then yeah we can there it nice. is. <laughs> nice. well well i do believe in bigfoot <laughs> so there just kidding he is fake there's no proof or evidence and nobody has ever had a personal experience with bigfoot well i don't know about that
0: but well john i guess since you don't believe in bigfoot that I'm going to have to remove myself from your life completely just because
1: I disagree with you. That's savage. Are you
0: (laughs) savage? I'm going to have to cut that out now just because you said the word savage.
1: (laughs) I was about to ask if you're voting for Bigfoot, but clearly you are, right? Yeah. No doubt. Um, All right. Well, I don't agree with you thinking that he's real. So screw you. And I hate you and your family And your future children. So, they're going to be beautiful babies. (laughs) I really think so. I really think so. Well,
0: in all seriousness, I do actually believe in Bigfoot. And if you want to hear about my Bigfoot encounter, please ask me. But me and Jonah just very genuinely disagreed on something, which kind of brings us to our point today, our point of conversation. And that is about disagreement and honor in disagreement. Yes, there are so many hotly debated topics out there now. Ladies. Hot, we've got you know Trump and Biden. We've got mask, no mask. Man, there is dim repub, everything. <laughs> there dim repub sounds like a bar. <laughs> Dude, that'd
1: be a great bar name. They would be.
0: There's so many things out there to disagree on. I think. There's probably more to disagree on right now than there has been in a long, long time. Would you agree with that? Yeah,
1: well, because there's more access to information than there's ever been. Sure. So people sure. are just picking things now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So today we want to talk a little bit about how to disagree with people, because there's a lot of ways to disagree with people and a lot of things to disagree over, and bring you back to what the
1: word says about that. So, yes, let's talk about it. Right. Yes. Yes. All right, I'm going to read some scripture. Sure. A real good one. Just to lay some groundwork here, it's Romans chapter 12, verse 10. And it says, Be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. All right, just throwing that out there.
0: Okay.
1: And then I want to read this verse. This is Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 29 through a little bit of chapter 5. And it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Also pretty straightforward, I feel like. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. If you don't know what any of those words mean, they're all bad things. And then verse 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Oh, I get it now. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. Yeah. <sighs> Punctuation, You just you know? put that together? Well, I thought he was saying Christ God. I'm like, that's a pretty uh, cool way I to, yeah, to yeah. okay. And then chapter five says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't even really feel like I need to unpack any of that because it's so straightforward. And that's all I have to say about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, this topic should not be that hard, but the thing about it is, is that it is. Yeah. And I think I've seen, like, recently a lot of, like, heroes of the faith that I grew up looking up to in my church back home um, in the 405. And I see them interact with each other on Facebook. And I just see the absolute bitterness, the hatred that comes up when you have a simple conversation about politics between these people that I look up to in the faith and I see that and I just get so disappointed it honestly makes me think back to all the things that I learned from them and second guess it almost and think, "Well, why would I take anything you have to say yeah. when you're acting like this?" Yeah. And it really bums me out that we have all these scriptures that talk about disagreement and we just put them to the side. Yeah. Absolutely put them to the side.
1: Well, and some people are like And I've heard this so many times, and not just from five-year-olds, but from adults, from people my age, from teenagers, from, you know, whoever it is. I've heard it from every age group. But just basically this thought that, well, if they treat me a certain way, then I'm going to treat them in the same way. If they disrespect me, then they haven't earned my respect. So I am going to disrespect them. Or if they mistreat me, then I'm going to mistreat them. If they misrepresent me, then I'm going to slander them and misrepresent them. And that is just such a, honestly, let's just get real, that is an immature and juvenile way to live your life. I mean, God, I mean, that's what you teach toddlers. Like, hey, respond in love, even if they don't deserve it. Not to mention, Scripture is just riddled with those kind of those kind of verses. Let me just throw one out real quick. Let's bring it back just a little bit. And just so you guys know, these words are in red in my Bible, all right? So this is Luke, chapter 6, verse 27 and 28. It says, but I tell you who hear me. So you all can hear it. So he's talking to you. Love your enemies, boom. Do good to those who hate you, boom. Bless those who curse you, boom. And pray for those who mistreat you. I mean, if that, I mean, th- that to me just, it honestly sounds backwards because it's so like anti logic. Like, oh, I have to defend myself. Oh, if somebody's attacking me, I have to, you know, go through all this stuff to make sure that I can do just as much harm to them as they did to me. But I mean, this is Jesus saying, no, when people mistreat you, you pray for them. And if they're cursing you, then you're blessing them. I mean, that is just the way of the kingdom. And that's how we are commanded to respond to other people. And it doesn't matter what they believe or what they're saying to you. You still have a level of accountability to God to respond to those people the way that he's commanded you to respond to those people.
0: Yeah. It's it's so straightforward. It really is. Yeah. And I think I get so confused because I saw this... Like Grown Man on Facebook. Um, I obviously won't say who he is, but he basically said something along the lines of, if you're a Biden supporter, I can't even talk to you. Like, I can't be associated with you. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, let's make this plain of what it is. You have not submitted your life to Christ. Politics are your God. So you can't call yourself a follower of Christ at that point because you want to be right, and you believe more in politics, and you want to love somebody. So I think we have to make that distinction really quick off the bat. And realize that some of us, some of you guys that are listening, you want to be right and being right is your idol more than you care about loving the brothers and sisters in Christ that you have around you. First Corinthians 3 says, for you are still the flesh while there is jealousy and strife among you. Are you not of the flesh and behaving only in the human way? You know, Romans talks about, you know, the transforming of our minds. Your mind has not been transformed if you are going into every conversation seeking to win instead of seeking to understand.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Um, There's this great book by Danny Silk. We're not sponsored by him in any way. (laughs) Not yet. But it's called Keep Your Love On. It is a great book for just how to do relationship with people. Um, And he always says you're, you're only either choosing one of two options in any relationship in your life. You're either choosing disconnection or you're choosing connection those are the only two options with every interaction you have in any relationship in your life. So that's just a good question. to Ask yourself, what am I choosing in this relationship? Is it more important for me to be right? Is it more important for me to be heard? Is it more important for me? I mean, fill in the blank. But that's just not the way to do relationship because you're making yourself the center of everything. Yeah. Look, got a verse out right here. Oh. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do yes.
0: nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Like it's right there in the Bible. Yeah,
1: yeah so straightforward. I love it. I love how some of the most, I guess, obvious messages from the Bible are some of the most overlooked just because they're uncomfortable to do. Yeah. Just because, yeah, it's just like, oh, well, this person verbally berated me and attacked me. And so I need to defend myself. I need to stand up for myself. I need to blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. You need to respond to them the way God has commanded you to respond to them. And that's in love. That's to bless them. It's to pray for them. And it's not to pray for them to be smited or to know the error of their ways. Like, yeah. look into Scripture. That is not the context that is being expressed. All right? The context is that in every situation, you are putting others before yourself. And that's just called humility. At the end of the day, it's pride or humility. Which one are you going to choose?
0: Yeah. I think, John, what do you think about this? So even... If we get past a disagreement and we just look at sin, yeah, I think that's something where this almost applies as well. as when we see people who have just committed these heinous sins or crimes, whatever yeah. you want to call them, yeah, and we can't even associate ourselves with those people. What does that say? What does that say about us and about
1: you know how we're viewing them? Yeah, um, I don't know. That's I mean that's such because it it's like this scale of of evil, if you want to call it that, like, well, yeah, if they do this, then I can be nice to them or honor them or respect them. But if they do this, like that's extra super bad. So like, how could I ever associate myself with them? And it's kind of, I mean, we had a podcast where we talked about, uh, relationships and friendships specifically. Um, and it's kind of a long, something we said in that podcast that was essentially just, just because you are, um, following God's command and obeying him to love others and to respect those who are around you and to to honor the people around you doesn't necessarily mean that you're allowing them into a place in your life of of influence. Does that make sense? Like, you can still be kind, and you can still love, and you can still respect and honor somebody that you don't personally want to be around, that you don't want to have influence on your life. Like, God doesn't say in the Bible anywhere, like, hey, let anybody who wants to have complete control over your life. Like, that's not what it's saying. It's not saying submit to anybody who says, who tries to exert their authority over you. I mean, that's not what it's saying. Um, It's more so just saying there is a certain level of respect that you just need to hold in your heart for anyone and everyone that you come into contact with.
0: Yeah, and I think, just to make this a little bit more practical and real, so, I think, I don't want to say something super crazy, but something like the abuse of alcohol. So, that's something that's been, you know, I've seen, like, the effects of that in my life. I've seen family. I've got, man, people that I care so dearly about whose parents have, you know, split up over, you know, the abuse of alcohol. So, I think if I were to look at, you know, a person who has split up a family of someone that I care so dearly about, because of the abuse of alcohol, and I look at them and think, I can't even speak to them because of what they did to my friend. Yeah. What I'm saying there is they're not worthy of the gospel because I won't even associate with yeah. them. So I'm just going to assume that they are too far gone and I'm going to make myself up here on this pedestal. Um, and what I'm saying when I take myself out of their life is I'm taking away the opportunity to share the gospel with them. And I think when we do that, we have to be really honest and you know realize what we're <coughs> saying in those situations and saying that I don't think... God is big enough to forgive. I think I'm bigger than this sin. Yeah. And that's just not what the Bible teaches
1: yeah. at all. I mean, it's, it's really just kind of the ultimate devaluing of, of that person yeah. in your eyes. It's like, oh, you're not life. worth you're not worth anything to me, so yeah. I'm just going to give up on you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that kind of will take you down a dark path because before you know it, anybody who disagrees with you, anybody who calls you out on your crap and tries to hold you accountable, you're like, oh, no, they make me feel uncomfortable. So I'm just going to cut them out because that's the healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily. And so I would encourage you and challenge you, if you're in a situation like that, whether it's a family member or a close friend or somebody that you're like, oh, they're doing wrong things or they're doing, you know, things to me that are mean and they're saying all these things, and I'm going to cut them out of my life because that's the healthy, like, I only need positive things in my life. You I, you better ask the Lord first. I'm just going to say that. Ask god first okay because again if, if you get caught up in making those kind of decisions just out of logic or even beyond logic out of emotional responses you're going to dig yourself into a pretty horrible judgmental hole
0: yeah yep you, <clears throat> you do you think it's possible to agree to
1: disagree yes okay
0: yeah yeah it's as simple as that I think if you really, you know, sit a second and think about the people in your life who always want to be right, the ones who have a problem with everything, the ones who have a strong opinion and care more about that opinion than they do about you. Yeah. Those aren't people that you like to be around. That is so, so draining to be around. And I've had people in my life that are like that. And honestly, I've, you know, seen like the seasons with them and the seasons without them and I just feel a lot better. When I'm not surrounding myself with people that are
1: yeah. always trying to be right. <clears throat> yeah. No, I think that's a really good point, and and also I just want to say something that we're not saying is um, like you can't voice your yeah. opinion. Yeah. Definitely. You can't say what you actually believe if it, it you know if it rubs someone the wrong. Oh, I can't say that because then it'll create strife, and the Bible says not to you know is no, it's not saying you can't stand up for yourself, but I think a lot of people get kind of caught on the two ends of the extreme where it's like either I'm just going to lip service this person and tell them what they want to hear so we don't have to have a real conversation Mm -hmm. or I'm going to totally go off on them and yell at them and tell them all the ways they're doing everything wrong and thinking all the wrong things and I think both of those are inappropriate responses and there is a middle ground where you get to say what you believe and how you believe what you believe in a really respectful and polite and kind way. And the funny thing is, is that just seems like such a foreign thought in today's society. Yeah. It's like, no, if you believe something else that I value, then you're basically saying that you don't value me. And then that gets into, okay, why are you associating your value with the things that you are, like your your political belief? Like, why would your value be tied up in that? If someone doesn't believe what you believe politically, who cares? And I know that sounds kind of childish and it sounds mean, it's not. but it's one of those <laughs> things It's like, if someone doesn't agree with me politically, like, big whoop, it's a free country, isn't it? You know, yeah. I, I can believe what I want to believe and you can believe, and You know, my identity is not wrapped up in my political ideology. My identity is in the Lord. And even if somebody comes against that, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend the creator of the universe who's completely capable of defending himself. I'm totally going to share what I believe. I'm going to share my testimony. But God doesn't need me to try to convince people that he's real, all right? And, And that's just a side note that's more on a spiritual conversation. Like if you get in these spiritual discussions, I personally, I'm not going to throw out any scriptures because none come to mind at, you know, top of my head. But so I'm just going to say I personally do not think it is ever wise to try to argue somebody into believing in God. I just don't think that is a healthy way of doing evangelism. So there's my two cents there. Take it or leave it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Man, I had something so good to say and
1: I forgot what it was. Okay, while you're thinking, I'll read a scripture. Okay, so this is Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17. And it says, Do not gloat when your enemy fails, when he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice. I just want to touch on something here. When it says, do not gloat, what I think of in my mind is somebody being like, ha ha, you failed, or you, you fell down, or, or you're an idiot, or you were wrong. Like, you're, you're verbally basically bragging about how right you were and how wrong they were. But then it says, when he stumbles, don't let your heart rejoice. I really want to kind of harp on that for a second, because I think it's important that even if you feel like you're saying all of the right things, doesn't necessarily mean that your heart is in the right place and I just want to challenge you and encourage you check your heart every once in a while and check your thought process you might be saying all the polite and kind things but is your heart secretly rejoicing when your enemy is down in the dumps or when they're failing or when they're in an awful position are you secretly like haha heck yeah but on the outside you're like oh sorry man I'm sorry you're going through that because I think that. That I mean, obviously, that's a deeper issue. It's in the heart. I just want to challenge you with that verse and throw that out there, just for the next time you're in that situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. I remembered it now. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, it's good. But I think even within you know the Christian community, I think there's some people that we're just going to naturally disagree with on a lot of things. Because even within you know under the umbrella of Christianity, which is so broad, we have so many different you know denominations under it. It's kind of yeah annoying, but. Even under that, when there's people that you don't agree with, if they are, you know, who they say they are, and they've, you know, believed in the death of the resurrection of Jesus, there's your common ground. You can find common ground with everybody. There should be nobody who says they're a believer that you just can't have a conversation with, because your common ground is that you both believe in the death, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And if that's not enough common
1: ground for you, again, I don't think you love Jesus. <laughs> honestly, and <clears throat> even just kind of blowing up that scope a little more. Um, I'm not saying you have to be open to having a conversation with anybody and everybody you ever come into contact with. Some people are just out there to get into arguments. And those are conversations I totally feel completely comfortable walking away from. Those
0: are annoying. I hate
1: because that. I'm like, I'm not like, I don't want to get in an argument with you. If all you're going to try to do is just pick apart everything I say, then what's the point? Like you're not, you're not here to understand. You're just here to prove something. And at that point, I don't really care to have the conversation. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, but also, I think when Michael was talking about, common ground, I mean, at the very basic level, you can find common ground with anybody, like believer or non-believer. Yep. At the end of the day, we're all humans. I mean, that's pretty much yeah. as far, as broad as you can get with it. But I, I personally believe that everybody... Has the capacity to be kind to everybody, yeah. and so that's just something that's like some people. Oh well, I could never, you know, admit that they were right, or I could never talk to that person, or I could. And I'm just like, get over yourself, get over your pride, and be kind to other people. And that's just kind of bottom line. I mean, that is a fruit of the spirit is kindness, and I don't know how many times in Scripture it says be kind, but I know it says it at least once. Sure. So we can take that as a command. We can eat. take that as truth. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that some people hear these really simple commands from scripture and they're almost like, oh, it's so simple. So I don't have to think about it yeah. or so I don't have to do it. I'm like, do you hear yourself right now? Like, yes, you have to be kind to others. Yes. You have to get rid of the malice and the bitterness in your heart. Why? I mean, really, do I need any other reason other than scripture tells you to? Yeah. I mean, you bottom line, there it is. So,
0: yeah, I think also on the flip side of that, that pretty much I don't think you'll ever fully agree with like everything another person had to say. I think yep. you'll always be able to find somewhere to disagree as well. So yep. I think there's both sides of the coin there. But I think you make a super good point there <laughs> just about, you know, relationship and how we talk to people. But, um, yeah, we talked a couple pods ago about, you know, like the Lord's will for your life. And I think a lot of times we'll get so caught up in like, you know, trying to figure out everything that the Lord wants us to do and we're sitting here neglecting such simple commands in scripture to love yeah. each other and to, you know, how to do relationship well. We've got a whole book telling us what the father wants us to do and we still sit back and think, Oh, I just don't know what to do with my life. Right. It's like, well let's start with the basis here, and that's be kind to each other and learn how to disagree and honor at the same time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it's great because there's really no example in Scripture that is like an example that we're supposed to follow of somebody who is in a disagreement with somebody else and they completely dishonor and disrespect them. And, you know, it's not like scriptures like, hey, that's what you should do. If somebody disagrees with you, you should try to attack them as much as you can until they give up and then keep attacking them and kick them while they're down. Like, that is not a scriptural example. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys with that really take an evaluation of your heart and of your conversations that you've been having and really just check yourself. am I harboring any bitterness towards a certain people group or towards a political ideology or towards you know anybody who says they are fill in whatever group somebody's a part of? I know people who hear the word Christian, and they are so triggered, they they just completely judge me in such a way that's like, yeah. how could you ever believe such nonsense? Like, When I hear something like that, I just still am convicted to respond with kindness and with love and with, hey, maybe this person had a really bad experience. It's not like I'm thinking about their whole past in my mind. But honestly, what I am thinking is... Well, I don't want to fight this person on why I believe what I believe. So I'm just going to share with them who I am. Yeah. And if they don't like that, if they don't agree with that, then cool, like they don't have to hang out with me, you yeah. know.
0: I think I also see a lot of people disagreeing with like organizations. So just are right. you really pressed to like we're having to wear masks everywhere, which makes sense cuz COVID is real. Yeah. Um, and if you think it's not real, I I don't know what to say to you, but <laughs> Um, that's another point of disagreement. If you think COVID's real or not, like there's so many things there, but we have to like wear our mask in chapel. And I heard this dude talking, he's like, I can't believe they make me worship with a mask. on. I can't even connect with the father. I'm just like, man, (laughs) well, first of all, if you can't connect because of a mask, I don't think the mask is the problem in worship, but you know, you can honor your university that you go to by, you know, submitting under the authority, which is another thing that the Bible talks about a lot, um, and honoring them there. You don't have to agree with it but you still have to do it.
1: Yeah. And I'm a big fan of you always have a choice. That's just, I love that thought and that idea. And I, I believe it's true in any and every circumstance. And some people are probably going to come up and be like, well, what about this circumstance? Yeah, you still have a choice, you know? And whether it's the like, very worst thing you could ever imagine, there's still a choice to do one thing or not do another thing. And so even in that situation, you have to wear a mask because your job requires you to. Yeah. Um, and you're just fed up about it. And you're letting it harbor this bitterness in your heart and build up this malice in this. And you just can't say anything nice about your job because they're making you wear a mask. Over We're, a mask? Yeah. I mean, first of all, that's ridiculous. Second of all, if it's really having that much of an effect on you, quit your job. <laughs> I've heard so many people complain about America. And let me just say... If you don't love America, that's okay. We can disagree about that. Yeah. I love America. Sure. And I'm one of those guys that's like, if you hate this country, you don't have to live here. And I'm not going to kick you out, but you don't have to live here. Like, if you'd rather live in, I don't know, France or Sweden or Europe or China, or, I, I don't know. Pick yeah. a country. That's fine. No. And it's no skin off my hide, as they say here in Oklahoma. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you do have a choice. Um. So if something is really peeving you that much, then just stop putting yourself in that position. It's really as simple as that. If you feel out of control with your anger and your frustration, then get out of the situation. It's that simple.
0: Yeah,
1: Truly, truly it is. Yeah.
0: I think the same thing about
1: ORU. People complain about yeah. it all
0: the time. I'm like, all right, cool, grand- yeah. transfer then. Like, and it's no
1: here. big deal. It's not like I'm trying to... Come down on you. Oh, well, you got to blah, blah, blah. It's like you don't have to really do anything. You can just go if you want. Yeah. And then you don't have to complain about it. Yeah. Which brings me to my final verse for the night, which is Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. And it says, Do everything without complaining or arguing. Oh, love that verse. Complaining or arguing. That's, that's the challenge that I'm going to leave you all with. Do everything, not some things, everything, Everything, without complaining or arguing. And if you really want to try to find a loophole, just go look up some dictionary definitions of what arguing is and, and what complaining actually is. Look up different scripture translations. Do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, that is pretty cut and dry.
0: Yep. It's. I don't think you understand like how simple it is. Like the Bible <laughs> says to do it. This isn't me and Jonah's opinion. And if you're getting offended by this, I don't think we're the problem here either. Yeah. I think there's something going on there. But like the Bible says it, it's not that hard. But man, I just wanted to end with a few different verses from First Corinthians 13, which is so, so good. But you know, we're called to love people. We've talked a lot about love tonight. Um, and just the first few verses of it, I think do a great job of, you know, showing us how important it is to love well. It says, "If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. I hope you guys hear those words and feel so so convicted about the importance of loving your neighbor." That's another thing that I think we discount so, so much. It says right here, if I have faith to move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. It's in the Bible. It's not that hard. It really, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, it is in the Bible. Um, And I just want to throw out here just as a note, if you've listened this long, um, I'm not mad at you. What I don't I don't know no. who all's listening. No. So I, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at Christians. I'm not mad at at any particular group. Surely if you're listening, we're not mad at yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. Um so I just I hope that at some point in your life you have received some kind of instruction that you were able to take gracefully and hear the truth in it. And then follow through and obey what it's saying. Because it's not me and Micah saying you guys need to follow through with this stuff. I mean, it's, it's Jesus. It's Scripture. It's God. Um, so at the end of the day, like nobody is going to be able to hold your heart accountable other than you and the Holy Spirit. So it, it's up to you to start to take inventory of, of how you've actually been thinking about things and speaking about things and make some changes.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I have say this every week, but this is stuff that me and Jonah are working on. I am still, you know, myself going back and looking at areas of my life where right? I have holding bitterness in my heart toward people. Um, yeah, so like we're figuring this out as well. And I think honestly, I mean, we're saying it on the podcast on the internet. So we're held to that standard as well. And I think, you know, now that we've said this and we put it out there, there's people that probably listen to this and then are looking at us like, all right, so yeah. are you going to do it? Um, so we're in this with you guys, but... Man, just something else before we leave, I just wanted to encourage you guys, um, you know, if you enjoy this podcast and you think, man, this is good stuff, share it with a friend, because we like we're doing this because yeah. we believe in this and we think that there is, you know, very much a need for scriptural based yeah, help in navigating life. So man, if you guys wanna help us out, not because we care about views, but man, we do this because we think it's helpful. So yeah. man, send it around if you want to.
1: And if they disagree with what we have to say, then what a great opportunity for you to practice disagreeing (laughs) with somebody and honoring them in the process. Um, So go out, have a conversation with somebody who you disagree with, and make sure that you invite the Holy Spirit into that conversation so that you can speak um, on His agenda and not your own. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.